Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Really good to be with you. And we'd ask that you take our work and share it far and wide. We need to wake people up, and particularly with this topic. I have covered this before, but not with the degree of seriousness that we need to. Doug Thornton and I were broadcast partners on a show we do together called the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And Doug and I have talked about this, but we got real data now, and it's coming out of the CIA. And this puts a whole different light on everything. What happens when the grid goes down? What plans does the government have to intervene? And you're not going to like the response. You're not going to like the projections. And it's all coming from official sources. This is downright scary. I'm hopeful that you will take this for the spirit that it's intended and that you will train, prep, and pray. Hey, before we go on, check us out at the TV. These are the kind of things we cover in depth, five star ratings on the world's major platforms, the TV. Our sponsor for this broadcast is Multicollagen, and it's made by BioTrust. It's a proprietary product, meaning only they can do this. And they do it well. They replace lost collagen. What's collagen? Collagen is something that keeps your body young. Unfortunately, for most of us, by the time you get to middle age, you have lost half your collagen. And what that means is this. (laughs) This is not good. It means that your bones, exactly, they're stiff. The joints are stiff. The muscles aren't as elastic. You look older, hair falling out. Wrinkles, particularly under the eyes, exactly. You lack energy. Replace the collagen, and it starts to come back. But easier said than done. There's a lot of collagen replacement products. They don't work. Only BioTrust has the proprietary patented product that replaces lost collagen. The process is described at healthwithdave.com. You get a full description there. They guarantee the product. 60-day money-back guarantee to go, Dave, this product does this, and they guarantee it. This is why it's one of our most popular products. 53% off till you come at the right time. Go to healthwithdave.com. That's healthwithdave.com. 
Unfortunately, I have really bad news. Our grid is so vulnerable. It's so easy to take down. And we have covered that. Doug and I have covered that on our show, the, the Doug and Dave Intel Report. But I want to get into some official f- sources now that are coming out. And it's not that the coming out is new. I mean, one piece of information is nine years old, but it's been suppressed until lately. And I want to put this out here, and you absolutely positively need to take advantage of this. CIA Director James Wolsey, he testified close session before the U.S. Senate, and he said if the American grid were to go down for an extended period, such as like a year, the devastation would be unparalleled in American history. I'm telling you, the casualty totals might be even higher than if we got hit by limited nuclear strikes. Here were Woolsey's projections. There were two of them. They had a range. Best case, worst case. Let me give you the good news first, if you can call it good news, that if the grid were to go down and to stay down for a year, two-thirds of the people would die of hunger, the famine that would be, um, lack of drinking water, uh, pure water most likely. Um, like down the road, actually, drinking water becomes your biggest problem. We've got a situation where social disruption could take effect. People will be killing each other for resources. That's James Woolsey's projection. Now, Chris Kiefer, who's president of the Canadians for Nuclear Energy, he said, we have studied this, and we agree. That's the best-case scenario. So you're thinking, oh, my gosh, how bad could it be? What is the worst-case scenario? The worst-case scenario is 90% dead. And this is from that famous book, One Second After, and that was the figure, 90% dead within a year. Only thing is, that was an EMP. We're not talking EMP. We're talking grid down. The Chinese will not do an EMP to us. Now, a lot of this is self-inflicted, as our grid can be taken down. But let me put the blame where blame belongs. I had a hissy fit back in 2013, 2014, 2015, where we did a series of annual grid X drills. Now, we had done them before. But it was basically just self-determined that we were okay, and we didn't talk about this or that or the other, and we didn't invite anybody in. That's the key phrase, didn't invite anybody in. Starting in 2013, Obama, being the traitor that he is, he invited the Russians and Chinese to participate in our grid down. And you're thinking, why would they do that? China has been threatening to do us harm for a long time. Why would we invite them in? Well, they didn't just invite the Chinese, they invited the Russians, too. In other words, they know how to take down our grid. They didn't know, we helped them learn how to do it. That's absolute treason. Now, the Chinese have said, under Wee Fang, when he was the defense minister, and in a classified document I had given been given to me, to uh, John Moore, broadcaster John Moore, ex-Green Beret military hero, Uh, the late Paul Martin, and about five other people that we know of, we received a transcript 
of a confidential top-secret speech made to the Chinese Central Planning Committee of the Communist um, National Party, the CCP. And we thank, it was a long speech. He basically said, we owe the America a lot. They've done a lot for us. And he said, though, but we need their resources. We're in trouble. And we don't want cohabitation. We're going to take North America, and there ain't going to be any Americans left. And he even went on and was real specific. He said, we're going to use race-specific bioweapons to get rid of Americans. Would you say the Chinese have motive to do this and not do an EMP? See, if they do an EMP, you have a total societal collapse. And it could be a decade before you get everything back. If you simply do grid down, well, you can bring it back if you have the means to do it and the social control to do it. That's what the Chinese plan to do. Now, the best plan, uh, you know, best planned, <laughs> excuse me, the best made plans of mice and men, the Chinese may not get that opportunity. Let's assume that they use, well, we know that the Border Patrol says they caught 23,000 Young Chinese nationals last year, they're military. And for everyone we catch, the figure is uh, five or six got away. So we have over 100,000. To the best of my knowledge, they came across into California, as I've covered. I published the pictures. I published the videos. There's no doubt we're looking. Men are standing at, at ease attention. They all put their bags down in front of their right foot. This is military discipline. We've let over 100,000 Chinese into our country last year. One of their tasks undoubtedly would be to take down our grid system. Now, I believe that this administration would invite the United Nations in and they would declare a national emergency, martial law, and the Chinese would probably be part of the occupation force that the UN would bring in. That's when I believe the extermination would start. Will they use the race-specific bioweapons? I have no idea. But I'm telling you, it won't just be Americans subjugating Americans in a martial law situation. This would be to shut America down and kill as many Americans as possible. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see where this is going. And I've studied this long enough now. It's very, very, very scary. Let me give you another report to look at. If you think that, well, it's only one report, Dave, and actually it was two that I mentioned. Here's a third. In May in May of 2023, so not even a year ago, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, or the NRC for short, was charged with overseeing grid reliability. And they stated that a majority of the American grid is now at heightened risk levels. And the report is really dire because it talks to America's ability to keep the lights on. And it's been jeopardized. In fact, the spokesperson, the CEO for the NRC, his name's Jim Matheson, he stated it was the near collapse of the Texas power grid during the storm, Uri, in 2021 that compelled Mr. Bryce to make a documentary in which he was absolutely correct in what he said. And what he said was, this is the ultimate disaster. This is where we start looking at the 90% factor. If you have the entire grid down, the other parts of the country can't come to the rescue. If you have partial grid down like you had in Texas, well, then other parts of the country can come in and rescue. Had it not been for that, 
I don't know how many would have died in Texas. But what if it happens across the country at one time? And what the North American electric grid people said was that Texas taught them a big lesson. We are in big trouble. Now, there's something out there called a fatal trifecta. And it's the destabilization of the power grid. Okay. And the Texas grid nearly collapsed. That's the first part of the fatal trifecta. It's still vulnerable. The second part is over-reliance on natural gas. Well, you got to get natural gas to be over-reliant, and Biden's energy policies are destroying the national natural gas part of what we have. And the third part is relying on the neighbor to help. And as I just indicated, if other parts of the country are simultaneously involved in this, that's a really big problem. I could go into more detail and I could go into more data, but the bottom line is, is we are in very big trouble. I'm going to give you one more study though, just to cover the base system. I guess what I'm doing is I'm presenting evidence stockpiling. So it's overwhelming because I want you to see there's a consistency of the dire predictions from credible sources. This isn't pie in the sky. Gee, Dave read something and it's going to be a problem and I'm overreacting. This is the fourth major study. 2021 Princeton study said that relying on wind and solar to achieve net zero by 2050 would require America's high voltage transmission network to triple in size. Hold on here. Let me just say something about the climate change part. This is insanity. This is just pure low IQ stupidity. You know what they're saying here? Is that to use wind and solar, oh, it's going to save the planet. We're not going to use energy. It takes triple the energy to support that system. Is that nuts? Then we look at what they're doing in Germany. Solar power. Excuse me. Solar power dead on arrival because they don't have the coal plants to support it. Wait a minute. Solar, isn't that supposed to be independent? No, it's not. It's not. This is crazy. So we say, well, we can get off the grid and we'll just do wind and solar. Wind and solar won't work without the grid. So why are we doing wind and solar? Because it's a scam, that's why. But it speaks to the fact that we have no backup. Bringing it back home, I'm using it to attack the nonsense of climate change technology. But to bring it back home, we are in big trouble. And let me give you another, what uh, Princeton concluded in their study. guy by the name of spokesperson Bryce for the study. He said, what we see in Europe is misguided infatuation with renewables, and it's a stark warning. We're beginning to see the same things in California, skyrocketing electricity prices and no reduction in CO2. It's interesting how you start off looking at the grid, and you're saying we're in big trouble because we have no backup, and you can't run this energy-free grid without energy. Sorry if that sounds like an oxymoron, but that's exactly what we're saying. We're in big trouble. 
We're vulnerable. We have no backup. And when it goes down, I don't know how we'll bring it back. And by the way, do you know who manufactures the general? We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Operators that you would need to come in and replace what was lost in the grid down? It's a five-letter word, and it should scare the holy poop out of you. It's China. China holds the key to restoration of the grid once it goes down. And I know you're saying, holy crap, Batman, what are we going to do? Good question. Maybe that's what happens when you have dementia running the country. Well, that's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up. Like us. Make sure you're a member of the Show.tv for the very best in investigative reporting.
Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we're going to turn our attention today to the economic side of things. And we're going to look very hard at crypto, Bitcoin, and so forth. And we're going to look at kind of like the destabilizers of the world economy or stabilizers, depending on how you want to look at some of these things. And uh, we've got with us Guy Gottslock from uh, My Digital Money, and uh, they deal in crypto and they deal in Bitcoin and all such things. And we're going to get into all of this. And let me tell you, folks, if you think you're just going to proceed forward with the dollar the way things are and the banks are going to stay the way they are, I think you're going to be in for a very, very rude awakening. And I'll just say this, too. Um, and, Guy, I always like to give this disclaimer when we talk about this. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 says that what you put into the bank, retirement, cash, doesn't matter, they own it. You're an unsecured creditor by the Dodd-Frank Law of 2010. So please keep that in mind as we progress through this discussion I think that's the baseline. But, Guy, welcome to the show. Glad you could come back on and talk about uh, what's going on in the world of finance. So um, I- I'm sure by now you've seen the Tucker-Putin interview, and uh, I-, I didn't think they had a lot of important things to say. Tucker kind of lobbed him a lot of softballs, but I thought it was very significant when Putin talked about uh, moving away from the dollar. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I don't know if he was... Uh... You know, scared Putin can be a little bit intimidating. Uh, but, uh, yes, they talk about the dollarization. Uh, and it was interesting to hear this from Putin. Uh, he made the point that the sanctions, uh, as a tool of, you know, like weaponizing the dollar essentially causes concern, you know, from all nations, right? And it sends a signal to the world. When you weaponize the U.S. dollar in this way, it incentivizes even our allies to diversify away from the dollar. Um, and he said in his own words that it's foolish from the point of view of U.S. interests because um, it damages the economy and undermines uh, U.S. power around the globe. Uh, and he uh, brought up some interesting stats that Russia used to do 50 percent of their transactions in U.S. dollars. Um, now it's 13 percent. Um, and this wasn't their choice. You know, they would have continued to use the dollar. Um, and now, you know, you have oil producing uh, countries um, even some allies that are thinking of and already accepting payments in one, right? And uh, the assertion, you know, by Putin is that sanctions aren't working. Um, you know, he brought up some uh, points about how they're one of the top, you know, countries in Europe still. Um, and so, you know, this this was very, uh, you know, interesting saying, he was busy saying, what are you doing? You're shooting yourself in the foot, Um and I can't say that I disagree. Um, and and so, yeah, this is definitely a concern. Uh, you know, China has been trying to dethrone the dollar for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you see that, you know, people are doing or countries are doing uh, their transactions more and more in their local currencies. There's bilateral agreements between China and 31 countries now representing, you know, over four trillion dollars. Um, and India is uh, doing trades with multiple countries and, and rupees. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely happening already uh, that we're moving away from the dollar. And, you know, the IMF also, um, I forget the exact stats, but the shares of U.S. reserves, uh, international reserves, has really decreased a lot in the last couple of years. 
Um, and so, yeah, this is a real thing. You know, it's interesting. I want to contrast to going back uh, um, 20, 25 years, 30 years ago. We invaded Iraq not once but twice because Saddam Hussein was selling gold on the QT to certain European nations like France. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, we did that to protect the dollar. What I'm seeing right now is a complete disinterest uh, or participation in the decline of the dollar by this administration. How do you view that? Yeah, I, I can't say I disagree. I, I think, uh, you know, there's definitely some, some uh, you know, uh, foreign policy that uh, is not aligned with uh, maintaining the power of the dollar. Perhaps it's short-sighted. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got to look at the bigger picture. Uh, and, yeah, I, I try not to get too political, but, uh, yeah, again, I can't say I disagree with a lot of his comments. I think just the fact is that, you know, the share of, of the dollar in, in uh, global trade is declining, right? That's the fact. Right. But my point was with Iraq, France and Germany wanted to bypass having to buy dollars to make oil purchases from Iraq. And that got Saddam Hussein. Eventually he got hung <laughs> for what he did. Uh, they let him off the first time. The second time, they weren't nice. They let their own people hang him. And I, I look at right now, we're doing nothing to protect the dollar. I, I, I mean, can, am I wrong on that? Is there something that Biden's doing that I'm missing? Um, not that I know of, but again, I'm not the most political person, so I, I may not have all the facts, but I don't see anything uh, immediately that shows that. Uh, and yeah, even Saudi Arabia, you know, our kind of biggest allies is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. accepting payments, uh, you know, and, and other currencies. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen what we're doing to, to stop that. And what's amazing is we provide most of Saudi Arabia's defense. Uh, exactly, and, yes. And, and, and they're stabbing us in the back financially. Right? And listen, I can't say I blame them. The way we've mismanaged our economy and caused the decline of the dollar with debt, I don't blame Saudi Arabia for doing that. It's just I, I, we should be bringing sanctions against them, saying, hey, look, you want us to defend you? You better play ball with our dollar. But they're not. Um, and, and this really is bad. Do we have any um, time frames on, on how this uh, will play out? I mean, is there any life expectancy for the dollar, given the fact that the nations are running away from it? You know, I, I don't have any myself. I I can't remember the exact study. There was a study that showed something like the dollar might be declining in value. Maybe it's going to lose like 35% of its value in the next, you know, five years or mm-hmm. something like that. But I, I can't really, you know, say whether or not it was a credible source. It's been a while since I read that. But, um, you know, it's... In my opinion, I mean, it, it is declining, but it's not going to happen overnight. Um, right. That's why I, I like to diversify, you know, away from the dollar. And um, I specifically like Bitcoin not just because, you know, I have a Bitcoin tra- trading platform, uh, but it's because it is inversely proportional to the dollar index. So right. it's a good way uh, to protect against this very issue. So you just kind of answered my next question about how much of a factor is it that people are moving away from the dollar and into Bitcoin and gold. And I think you just nailed it right there, that the trend curve is that if you stay where you're at, you're going to go down with the ship. And and uh, the only thing to do is to 
jump ship. I want to put a sidebar question in here, though, and I don't know that there's an answer to this guy, but I'll tell you what I'm wondering. With the intent to bring central bank digital currency into play, can Bitcoin and can crypto in general, can it avoid being consumed by that process? I, I think so. I mean, it's independent. Uh, I don't want to really stop it. Um, digital currency is, is, you know, basically similar to what we've had until now. It's, it's you know, it's still being managed. Um, and so, you know, people are smart. They, they still want to have against, uh, you know, the currency that we have. So, you know, it's not like you're creating a new currency. It's just a Yeah, Guy, let me interrupt you for a second here. We're getting a little garble. Here, okay. I wonder if you could just reorient a little bit. Yes, sorry about that. That's okay. Can you hear um, me okay now? I can hear you great. I'm sorry, go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, I was just saying that central bank digital currency is just another form of the U.S. dollar, right? It's it's not really a new currency. Um, it just allows you to, uh, first of all, just be monitored no easily by the government. And uh, yes, there are some benefits. Maybe settlement times will be faster. Um, you'll get some of the benefits that you get with uh, crypto, but uh, not enough, uh, in my opinion. And you know, you can still mismanage the currency, and so uh, that's you're not going to be any better value. Yeah, we're so, kind of. I'm sorry, guy, but we're kind of in and out with the sound here a little bit. Uh, you go from being very clear to. Uh, almost like you're underwater. I'm sorry. Can you say that again, that last two sentences? Yeah, so uh, I was just saying that uh, if people are smart, they're going to want to uh, have Bitcoin or you know other assets uh, because central bank digital currency is not going to uh, you know protect you against the, the de-dollarization issue. Interesting. But that's an interesting comment. So your position is is that central bank digital currency will just be an extension of a failing dollar? Yes. Yeah. You know, there's talk, too, that they're going to do debt repudiation to make it more attractive, you know, kind of like Biden and the forgiving of student loans. I'm hearing that discussion, too, but that won't work either. Um, So how? let's look at the average American here. Okay, they're looking at a failing dollar. CBDC is not going to change that. It's just going to give the government more control over your money and, and control your behavior. As a result, they'll, they'll do what Trudeau did to the truckers in Ottawa if they don't like what you say. That's real clear with social credit. So if people have, they look for alternatives. I certainly think that crypto and Bitcoin are good alternatives to this, but doesn't there seem to be a lack of knowledge that America would have about making that transition? away from this failure? I lack of knowledge in, in the crypto space. You mean. Yes. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to solve. Uh, and, but I think more and more people are uh, learning about it, especially with the uh, rise of ETFs. Uh, it's now more accessible. And so, you know, you have brokerages and, uh, you know, big institutions that people trust uh, that now can educate you as well. Um, and, you know, it's just been more legitimized. So I think it's going to become mainstream. Uh, and I mean, if you, if you look at the average American, uh, you know, more than half don't have enough to retire. And there was a, 
a study by CNBC that was published uh, saying that $1 million will last you maybe a little bit over 10 years. And that's before taking into account the, the devaluing dollar, right? So I'm speculating that, you know, that could be cut in half. Um, so, you know, you can basically uh, live 10 years before you go into poverty. And so I think, you know, you have to do something to keep up with inflation, right? Um, so you have to learn, you have to adapt um, because, you know, inflation is worse than, than what they say, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I go to the market and, you know, I go and buy some beef and, you know, the it's more than 4% rise, you know, year over year, right? It's, it's gone up more than 20% in the last two years. So, um, you know, with things that I buy day to day, the inflation rate seems much higher than, you know, the published rate. I totally uh, agree with you, Guy. I... Um, I don't mean to sound, yes, I do. I do mean to sound cynical. I don't believe anything the government says about inflation for two reasons. One, they don't count the price of gas and they don't count the price of food. So they're saying, we don't care if you eat or can drive to work. Right. And, and I mean, this is effectively what this is. I, I know it sounds like a joke when I say it, but I'm actually very serious about this. So, and fuel, uh, drives our economy because everything that we buy virtually is shipped. So if the price of fuel goes up, inflation goes up among across the board, and it's not reflective in the consumer price index. So we can't trust anything that comes out of that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. We did kind of an informal survey, um, and I looked at groceries like the price of milk, what we eat, you know, like uh, buying vegetables and salads and frozen meals and so forth. And I came up with uh, anywhere between about 18 and 22% increase over the last two years. And that's just in the food sector. And gas, that's easy to track. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so my point is, is even with the, the published inflation rate um, and this de-dollarization, you know, it's already – you know, you need more than way more than a million dollars to retire. So, um, wow. for me, the only asset that has shown that I can get there is crypto. And, you know, I think precious metals are also good if you want to preserve your wealth. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you don't have a, a very high income, uh, you know, the way to get there for me is, you know, crypto should be part of your portfolio. I hate to say it this way, but you're almost making it sound like crypto is kind of a poor man's gold because of affordability. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you can buy any amount, uh, of course. But, I mean, just looking at how much has gone up, you know, over the last five years, um, even just last year, you know, went up almost three times. Um, and then, yeah, if you if you look at how much it's going to go up in the next 10 years, in my opinion, I mean, there's no other asset that's going to keep up. And then if you put that in an IRA... Right. And a lot of people don't have IRAs. And, and, you know, I urge people, especially if you're before retirement to to look into that and or to start one, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can have compound interest with with an asset that grows so much. Compound interest is huge. Um, and, yeah. you know, what I mean by that is you basically, uh, s- you know, sell your Bitcoin at a certain gain and then that's tax free. Your gain is tax free. You can invest that back in. Um, and you're, you're not getting taxed on what you're investing back in. And so you could continue to do this. Um, and compound growth is really going to skyrocket your, your gain. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. 
Here's a question I think the average person might have, though. You're absolutely right about gold and silver preser- uh, preserving value. With, 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 is, you know, as cash dies, gold and silver will rise. But you're preserving the value. It's not like you can take this in to Walmart and make a purchase. Um, so talk about, uh, the portability of Bitcoin in terms of everyday transactions. I mean, is it really the way to go as a supplement to uh, precious metal storing? Yeah, well, you know, I think as time goes, it's going to be more and more uh, available at point of sale, right? Um, yeah. You have a lot of merchants already accepting uh, crypto. Uh, but, you know, even if it's not, you can always, you know, there's on-ramps and off-ramps. Uh, you know, basically go to any exchange or my digital money, you can turn it into uh, cash. Uh, and then you can use that cash at a store. But, uh, you know, I think the big payment providers are all going to, uh, provide, you know, the option to convert from crypto to fiat at point of sale. So it's going to be seamless. You can spend your crypto. Uh, and it's portable in terms of, you know, if you want to move it from one person to another, um, you know, it's instantaneous. And, you know, with gold, obviously, you know, it takes weeks uh, to liquidate because you have to ship it somewhere. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's hard to store, Right. Uh, with crypto, obviously, it's very easy to store, especially if you if, you know, if you're doing your own wallet, obviously, you need to have some, uh, you know, technical capabilities. Uh, but if you're using a service like my digital money, we do it for you. And you're still the owner of the assets. You're not an unsecured creditor, like you were saying earlier, uh, with banks, right? Uh, and so, so can we go to that point, though? Yeah, I, I think that's a critical point that you just made. You have to have some technical ability if you have a wallet, can we talk about that part of it? What kind of skills would the average person have to develop to do crypto and manage it themselves in a wallet? Yeah, I mean, you you have to basically install the the wallet, um, the software, uh, and then you know you have to basically create a, a passphrase. Uh, it's not you know you have to be a programmer or anything, but you have to have some basic computer skills and and you know be able to basically get instructions on how to do this. And follow the instructions, and you have to make sure that you save your passphrase. Or if you lose that passphrase, then you lose your crypto. Right? That's the biggest risk. Uh, I've heard that you now. Yourself. Okay, so you really could manage this almost as easily as, uh, say, online banking. Would that be analogous? I'd say maybe a tiny bit harder than that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of you know you're having to create a passphrase and. You know, you, you have to have software, you're, you know, you have to have a wallet. Um, whereas, you know, online banking, you just go into a browser. Uh, and if you forget your password, you can, you know, click, I forgot my password. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's not super hard, but, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, for my parents, for example, it would be hard, right? Um, so that's where, you know, having a service like My Digital Money, where, you know, they can call, get help, you know, get into their account is helpful. Um but I think it will become easier and easier to manage your own wallet over time. Um, so, you know, looking long term, you know, I don't I think everyone's going to be able to do this. So for really kind of like first time users getting their feet wet in this, uh, my digital money, which is a company that you run, uh, would provide that management service for people so they wouldn't have to have that technical expertise. Right. And, and also, if you want to use an IRA, 
you know, you can't do it yourself anyway. So you need a company um, that is, you know, IRS compliant um, and is a qualified custodian uh, to be able to um, invest using an IRA. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense here. And it sounds like for someone coming into this, uh, getting a party that knows what they're doing is probably much more prudent than doing it on your own unless you have some experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah you provide I, I a lot that. of information too on, on, you know, what crypto is, you know, different coins. Um, so you can always ask us about that. If the dollar were to collapse, um, you know, like Vermont, you know, wheelbarrow full of money to buy groceries. Okay. If that were to happen, uh, what would you see happening in the Bitcoin market? Well, I think it will skyrocket. I mean, we've seen time and time again that, you know, the dollar index is inversely proportional, um, to Bitcoin. Um, you know, right now, even though the dollar's a, a bit stronger in the last week, you know, Bitcoin is still strong too. So it's not always inversely proportional, but for the most part, when the dollar goes down, Bitcoin goes up. And, you know, I already think that, you know, we're going to hit an all time high this year. Um, I'm just trying to imagine what will happen 10 years from now when, you know, we have a weaker dollar. Um, and don't get me wrong. I hope that the dollar won't be weaker in 10 years, but you know, with the way things are going, you know, I have to protect myself, uh, by having Bitcoin. So, um, I'm not suggesting that should be the only uh, asset, but um, it definitely should be part of the portfolio. And- yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you want to diversify. I totally agree with that aspect. Um, okay, as we go forward, though, and I and I think there's a saving grace. Banks are now getting into crypto. I remember J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon says, "I'll fire any of my employees that ever has crypto." I remember right. when he said yeah. that. And now they're gathering crypto faster than about anybody else. Um, but yeah. here's what here's what I'm wondering though. As the economy continues to struggle and starts to stumble, um, can the government gain control over the Bitcoin market? That's what a lot of people are going to be worried about. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, no. I mean, they can influence, uh, especially if, you know, ETFs uh, are gathering more and more Bitcoin. Uh, the price can be influenced, but, you know, no one can really control Bitcoin, right? It's you know, the most decentralized currency out there. Uh, there's, you know, machines all over the world spread out across every country. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not worried that they will completely take over it. Um, I think, you know, yeah, maybe they can influence the price, but, you know, no one's going to be able to basically stop your transactions or um, or anything like that or completely kill Bitcoin or, you know. Okay. Yeah. I, I also read, too, that, uh, and this, a lot of economists are saying this, a lot of the top economists with famous names, they're saying things like this. With the global economic collapse coming for the fiat currencies, which means currencies that are in debt and don't have anything backing them, this is for the average person that doesn't know. Um, but they often say, though, is this, is that as the fiat currencies fail, okay, the top 1% will still make a lot of money. Is that because they're going into precious metals and Bitcoin? I would say it certainly has a factor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what these uh, analysts are thinking specifically, but I, I would think that would be a big part of it, yes. Uh, in real estate, right, having assets that maintain their value uh, because that's what the top 1% does, right? I mean, they 
uh, invest in assets that are making money for them, right? Their money is working for them. Um, they don't keep, you know, their assets, you know, in dollars, right? Uh, a little off our topic, though, but you just brought up something interesting. Uh, we are in the midst of a commercial real estate collapse. There's just no question about it. In fact, Biden even last fall gave $40 billion of seed money to environmentally produce sound environmental structures of, of commercial real estate conversion to, um, from commercial to residential. And people are saying it's for the illegals or it could be for people that lose their homes because they can't pay property taxes in a declining economy, all that stuff. Um, is, I think real estate's a bad place to have your money right now. What do you think? Um, I think there are better places to put it. Uh, my but, point, yeah. But in my opinion, I mean, for me at least, uh, having residential real estate is a good idea, uh, over the long, long haul, right? Uh, yeah. and I'm not saying that right now is a good time to get into it, but, you know, I got into it years ago. Um, and then if I'm keeping it over 20, 30, 40 years, then it makes sense because it's going to rise. Uh, so, I mean, if there, people there, can, there are other places to put your money as well right now. Yeah, I think there's better places because you're going to have to carry loss on the books for a while with the real estate market. I mean, that might be a better way for me to ask that question um, because I keep coming back to this. It's gold and Bitcoin. Um and and maybe specialty items like investing in AI, you know, things that are going to burgeon. And then I think also, too, the market will I think the stock market will also be solvent in some areas with everyday products people need. Uh, those aren't going to go away. And so I think it's safe to invest in those. In fact, my first investing class I ever took, that was the first thing the instructor said. And that's the thing that's really stuck with me that I really think is true. But I really like the Bitcoin aspect of it, though. Um and so tell me a little bit about my digital money because people are just saying, okay, I need to get my feet wet in this because I see the dollar is going to fail. So tell, so someone wants to get a hold of my digital money. Okay. Let's talk about that process. Yeah. Uh, it's super easy. You just call us, uh, and you know, you, we basically will instruct you on how to sign up. It takes about five minutes. Um, you know, mydigitalmoney.com, you just click on, you know, get started and, you put in some basic information within a day, you have an account. Um, and then there's multiple ways to fund the account. If it's a standard, you know, taxable account, you can wire check or, you know, connect to your bank and do an ACH, uh, through our system. Uh, and if it's an IRA, then, you know, we can help you initiate a transfer. Most of the time it's automatic depending on the institution you're transferring from. So if you have an existing IRA or a 401k, um, or if you just want to contribute new funds, uh, you know, you can contribute, you know, about six to seven thousand a year. Uh, then, you know, there's multiple ways to get the money in. Um, and then usually, you know, it could take anywhere from one day. In some cases, it could take a week. It really depends on your custodian um, that you're moving from. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, then once the account is funded, you have cash in your account. And it's, you know, you basically log in and you can see all the assets you can invest in. By the way, you can invest in fractional gold and silver and uh and platinum as well. Um, and yeah, you just click of a button, you can buy basically any asset and, you know, we're always going to be, uh, available on the phone as well. What do you mean by the term fractional? Yeah. So fractional, it essentially means that you, uh, are buying a share of a gold bar or a silver bar. 
Okay. Right? So, you know, we buy, uh, you know, bigger denominations and store them. Um, and, and essentially, you know, you don't have to buy an entire coin. You know, you can buy, you know, as little as $10. Uh, and then that means you also don't have to wait for shipping, right? You can get in and out, um, you know, within a day. Uh, and so if you wanted to sell your, your gold and then buy Bitcoin, um, you don't need to, you know, wait a month before you get the cash from the gold, right? Okay. Um, yeah, that's helpful to know. So in the case of fractional purchase, does my digital money uh, act as a repository and store that? asset uh, i'm sorry can you repeat that yeah when you talked about fractional um because you're not going to get a full gold bar uh, does my digital money store the asset um yeah okay that's what i thought mm-hmm. and then you can choose to uh, monetize it in a, a number of choices correct like you said gold conversion is one i'd imagine if you wanted to take some cash you could do that too Yes. Yeah. You, at any time you can liquidate and withdraw the cash. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we have a, a number of, uh, of different cryptocurrencies. We really vet them well. Um, so, you know, we kind of see them as being the most promising or, or the safest. Uh, and, you know, over time we're going to get more coins, but right now we have about 20. Uh, and, uh, we're working on getting more, of course. What's your most popular coin? Well, Bitcoin, of course, is, is the most popular, mm-hmm. and Ethereum is the second most popular. Yeah, uh, that's what I would guess. And, and especially right now, Ethereum is uh, definitely, you know, rising more than most. A um, number of reasons for that. You know, there's the talks of an ETF uh, coming. Uh, analysts say 50% chance uh, an Ethereum ETF can be approved in the next six months, and it's almost 100% uh, that it will be approved in 12 months. Um so if we look at what happened with Bitcoin, you know, leading up to the ETF, it really rose a lot. Um, so ETF is, uh, sorry, Ethereum is kind of on the same trajectory right now. Um, right. And there's yeah. also an important upgrade coming up with Ethereum. So, um, and also the Bitcoin having is coming up too. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, bullish indicators here uh, for Bitcoin as well. Uh, there's a, a, an indicator called relative strength index that, reached 80%. And usually and historically when it does that, uh, it goes up, the asset goes up 50% in, in 60 days. Whoa. Uh, not that it's going to happen, not that, you know, history means it's going to happen, but, uh, it's definitely a positive, uh, bullish indicator. Yeah. You, you actually answered one of my questions I was going to ask you about future coins that you'd recommend looking into and Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, is there a third choice that someone might want to look at? Uh, I think Solana is very promising. Solana is an Ethereum competitor. Uh, right now, it's much more scalable, meaning that uh, it performs really well, and you can build, you know, applications that uh, you know require speed uh, on top of it, right? Uh, and so, you know, you can replace, let's say, like a Visa or you know other uh, financial instruments with Solana. Right now, Ethereum isn't there yet. Um, but it will be after the next upgrade. Um, that sounds so, like that sounds like Fedcoin. Like what? Like the Fedcoin? You know, the speed of transaction with the Fedcoin. Yeah. Is it linked to Fedcoin at all? No. I didn't think no. it would be. Yeah, uh, because I, I, it'd be crossing systems. Um, what's Bitcoin going for now, approximately? Uh, so it's about fifty-one thousand uh, in, in between fifty-one and fifty-two. I haven't checked in the last few hours, but. 
that's where it was. Uh, and so, yeah, it's pretty much at the highest point that it's been in, in two years. Uh, the all-time high was 69000 Uh And I think it's just my opinion uh, that it's going to hit a new all-time high this year. Uh, a lot of people think it'll happen before the halving, which is in April. So, Oh, my goodness. Um, so if someone says, well, I can't afford 51000 for a Bitcoin, but I could buy half a Bitcoin for twenty five five, for example. Okay, and so back to that fractional aspect then, you'd actually be storing the asset that the person could monetize in increments uh, by communicating with your people? Yeah, but it, but it belongs to them, right? Like any individual can have a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can own as, you know, as little as 0. 0.0001 Bitcoin. So, wow. you know, there's no, you know, you don't have to have a whole unit, right, you, in your own wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're still, you still own it. It's not like we're, it's not the same concept as fractional gold and, and silver where, you know, we store it and, you know, you only own a share of it. Now, that whole entire, you know, share is yours, right? Um, it's allocated to you. Okay. <clears throat> Um, and, and if you wanted to monetize it, let's say in cash for a purchase, uh, purposes, like you want to pay cash for a car or whatever it would be, how quick is that turnaround? Yeah. So right now, uh, we, you, you have to do a withdrawal essentially. So it can take anywhere from a day, you know, in some instances, you know, five days, but that's because you're dealing with banks and, you know, if you're doing an ACH, uh, it could take, you know, three days to do an ACH, right? And so uh, that's what it is right now. In the future, we'll support in-kind, what we call in-kind transfers, where you can transfer the crypto directly out of the system. Uh, or if there's, you know, a point of sale that accepts crypto, then, you know, you can uh, use our system to directly buy something with, with crypto. But right now, for security reasons, you know, we're proud to be one of the safest platforms out there. We really, you know, don't want to provide too many ways to get you know, the crypto out because it opens up hacks. Because that increases your vulnerability to being hacked. Exactly. I I totally agree with that. But the turnaround time is really pretty quick. Um, That's pretty amazing. Well, I want to look at IRAs just for a second here. I want to ask a couple of mechanical questions about that. And and I know people can call in and ask these questions, but since I've got you, I want to prevail upon your expertise. I have an existing IRA, and I call my digital money, and I say to you, okay, I want to convert this into Bitcoin because I don't trust my bank. Um, does that take control of the IRA away from the bank and place it under your personal control? Well, it places it under the, the control of our qualified custodian that we partner with, Equity Trust. They've been around since 1974. Uh, they have $40 billion in assets. Uh, and so, you know, the IRA, b- before it comes to us, is probably with another custodian. Um, so... You know, it's not per se away from the government, but it's, it's you know, in the control of a qualified, regulated custodian. Okay. Um, is, is it out of the control of the banks? Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah. Um, so that's, once that's, the assets, yeah. you know, are, let's say you have Bitcoin or any kind of crypto, uh, then it, the, it's in the custody of Equity Trust, which is our custodian. And they're not a bank? They're not a bank. So, yeah, they have, okay. you know, the, they're they're the ones that are in control of the key, the, what we call private key, um, that gives you access to that crypto. Okay. See, I like that, and I'll tell you why. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010, here we go. You're an unsecured creditor when your assets are in a bank, and they can keep your money or they can do a bail-in. They can do whatever they want now 
I think it's an unconstitutional law, but nonetheless, it's the law. And and you're saying that the system that's set up here uh, really avoids the possibility of a bank absconding with your money. Yes, as long as you have the assets in uh, crypto or gold or silver, that's the case. Okay. And it's almost like what I hear about that certain gold and silver companies do too. Um, very similar process. Yeah. They take the IRA away from the bank and basically place it under your control with custodial care. Correct. Yeah. Like okay. IRA. Yep. I, I can't tell you how important that is to me. As someone, and I'll let you in a secret, uh, we're calling, when I get back into town in my home base, we're calling my digital money. Uh, the little secret here between you and me and a few of our listeners, but, uh, but that's a question that's really important to me. And I, I'm going to tell you, the people I talk to, it's important to them, too, because there is a growing distrust for the banks because people are beginning to see the pitfalls. And, yeah. and, and, and there are about 450 banks on the watch list now. So <laughs> I just that that really concerns me. And we've worked hard to get our assets in life, and I just don't want the banks to gobble it up. And so if you're going to look at an alternative, you want an alternative that's away from the control of the bank. Yeah, protect yourself, but at the same time, you want to keep up with inflation. So that's another great, great uh, benefit that you get from crypto, right? Um, Not only are you protecting, you know, your assets from a failing banking system, but uh, also from the devaluing of of the currency. Well, I know that you guys are reputable. I know your customer service is top of the line. You don't get a call center. Hi, I'd be helping you very much. You don't get that kind of response. You get an expert when yeah. you when you call in. So um, talk about how people find out more. They want to get a hold of my digital money. They want to find out if this is really for them. It sounded good on the interview. They want to test it out in reality. So tell me what they can do. Yeah, so you can call 833-636-2008, or you can go to mydigitalmoney.com, and you can register there. Uh, as you're signing up, uh, you can choose a plain money option. Uh, so if you don't, you aren't ready to actually open up an IRA or a standard cash account, uh, you could select a third option, which is plain money. And that takes you to a dashboard, uh, which has $50,000 in fake money. Uh, and then you can practice buying and selling there. So you can test out the platform if, if you'd like, uh, before you actually fund. Uh, yeah. I want to say this. It's, it's play money that you can get used to the process. It's not laundered money. And, and guy, I got to tell you, I would have some people in the audience writing to me about this if I didn't clarify that. Uh, I know from other discussions I've had with Bitcoin, I've got that question. No, yeah. no. It's like playing Monopoly, people. You're not going to go to jail if you're caught. Yeah. It's perfectly legal, but it gets you used to the process on how it works so you can ease into it. But but now's the time to buy. Your projections are very common. What you said about what could happen in the next few months with the price yeah. I'm hearing it in many, many different sectors because people are running scared from the dollar. Right. And, you know, I, I don't have a crystal ball. So, you know, I, I try not to give advice, but this is what that's what you're saying. And it's a high possibility that. You know, well, see, this right. is why I would trust you because you're not yeah. given a strong sales pitch. You're not saying, hey, we're going to make you a million dollars. You're just saying this is the trends that we're seeing. And we say this is why these these are good alternatives to the dollar. That's why I think your company yeah. is reputable. Okay, so let's give out that number again before we close. Yes, yeah, 833-636-2008. Okay. 
Guy, very informative, and I appreciate your patience with me asking all these novice questions, but I may have saved some people in your call center, the experts, a little bit of time, because these are questions I think the average person are going to be asking uh, if they don't know the answer to. But I, I see this is a real alternative, and I really appreciate you coming on because you're providing an opportunity that I think people who have any amount of money in the bank need to be looking at. I absolutely agree, and thank you for having me. Our your pleasure. questions were great. <laughs> our, our pleasure, Guy. Always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.